0: know the kinds of battles that I had to wage as an yes. African-American coming into a field that was predominantly white. Yes. You know, getting the star after Edith Head is like a 60-year journey, 60 years, and there's no reason for it no. besides generational racism.
1: Hello, and welcome to Here's to Life with Tori Reed, presented by Victory and Noble, a storytelling company with executive producer Patrick Howe. Here's to Life with Tori Reed was brought to you in part five. We have all been through incredible changes since 2020. In fact, more people are committed to living their best lives than ever before. At Here's to Life with Tori Reed, we are staying healthy and hydrated throughout this episode, courtesy of our premier partners at Vivra Water, a sustainable solutions company who has been leading the charge for nearly 40 years for a kinder, smarter and lighter planet. With the most reliable, highest performing and eye-catchingly stylish water dispensing equipment available, they specialize in advanced water filtration, chilling and carbonation at the touch of a button or pull of a handle. Vivro Water is precisely the kind of life choice here's to life's leading icons, culture makers, and outliers are making as we all try to lead our very best lives. Sustainable water, making the world responsible and healthier. One conversation, one pour at a time. Go to VivroWater.com, V I V R E A U Water.com for more information. By definition, there can only be one first. A word synonymous with trailblazer, vanguard, and pioneer. One that leads and one that is to be followed. Ruth Carter meets all of these descriptives and then some. But who is the woman behind the accolades? What makes her tick? What gives her life? And what drove her to become the first African American to win an Academy Award in costume design? And furthermore, How has it changed her? We pick up here in our deep dive into the life and mind of the modern iconoclast that is Ruth E. Carter. You won the Oscar for best costume design for your work in the film Black Panther at the 91st Academy Awards in 2019. The crowd erupted in a standing ovation. It was so beautiful. You know how they go through the montage of all the nominees and people clap but They said your name, it was just all this applause, and then you won, and that win was so powerful. And for everyone, it's like everyone felt it and celebrated with you. This win made you the first African-American to win in the costume design category. And what I did not realize, and I have to point out and say it correctly, it was the first ever Oscar for Marvel Studios. I watched your acceptance speech, like I said, and once again, I was celebrating with you as a creative, as a Black person, as a Black woman, as a Hamptonian. But it was something about your acceptance speech. And when you held that Oscar and you were pumping it in the air, every pump, you felt all the years, everything you endured, the late hours, you just felt it. And it was just beautiful.
0: Mm, I loved
1: your speech. And you said, wow, I got
0: it. Been a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that was involuntary. <laughs> I can tell.
1: <laughs> but it came from your heart in the moment. And then, of course, you thank Spike Lee, which was so classy. And, and I believe that everyone should do that because you did get your start with him. You thanked Ryan Coogler and of course, your mom as your original superhero. And teaching you about people mm-hmm. and stories. Let's talk about that magical moment. What did it feel like?
0: Yes, you know, I I had so many emotions. That there were um, so many people coming at me for interviews. I was a front runner. So you, you kind of lose yourself in it for a minute because okay. you have written the speech and you're really ready in case it has, should happen. But sitting there in the audience, you're full of a lot of emotions. You have yeah. colleagues that are sitting with you that you respect and you don't know how this is going to go. You know, you're a black woman who, um, has seen a lot of deserving people be, uh, be looked over True. and, um, you know, I wanted to keep myself grounded that if it didn't happen, I would be poised and okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't trying to make this my... Uh, measure of success I felt that I was con- I was already successful so I had all of these emotions sitting there and my significant other was with me and I, I kept asking him for my speech because I wanted to read it and then I was whispering to him should I wear my glasses or not I won't be able to read the speech if I don't put my glasses on I didn't get contact you know you're having this crazy tug of war with yourself yeah. um, but the minute that they called my name and I walked onto the stage, I felt, like you said, everything that I have been through was culminating at that moment mm-hmm. and telling me that I was doing the right thing. Yes. And when I stood up there and I got that award in my hand and I looked out and I saw Spike, I, had, I was not winning the award mm-hmm. for a film that I did with him. But he was there uh-huh. and he was responsible for me being here. Yes. And so I went off of my speech, which didn't allow me to thank enough people that I wanted to thank because they played the music yes. on me. But yes. I started with, you know, thank you, Spike, for my start. I hope this makes you proud. Yes. And, and he was beaming He jumped up out of his yes, seat. He did. <laughs> 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 and so that was wonderful. And yeah. as I got into the speech. My speech coach told me if they start playing the music on you, mm-hmm. jump to the section about your mom. Ah. And they started to play the music. And that's when I said, you know, Mom, you're the original superhero. And um, and that moment was... Was you know it was magical in many ways because we w- there were so many of us in attendance. There yeah. was Ryan. There was a the cast of Black Panther. There yeah. was you know Mahershala. It was like a really like a Black Oscar. Yes. You know, <laughs> so I was so proud to have yeah. won for Black Panther. If I could have wished for a film to win the Oscar for. That would have been it. It would have been Malcolm X, too, but yeah. Um, yeah. also Black Panther.
1: Now, what did you want to say? What what were some of the things you wanted to say when they turned the music up
0: and you didn't get to say? There were p- other people I wanted to thank, you mm-hmm. know, my, my crew of ACDs, uh, yeah. assistant costume designers, illustrators. Mm-hmm. I had a small list of people in my life that I wanted to think that I knew were, were watching. Yes. Uh, you know, the late Linda Bolton Smith was alive and was my mentor and she was someone who I really wanted her name to be on the telecast. But mm. as I said, I had to jump to my mom.
1: <laughs> I love that. It was very clear that your mom is your heart and a very special soul. For yeah. You. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great doorbell, by the way. So we'll be back with our conversation. But first, a thoughtful word from Dr. William R. Harvey, President Emeritus of the illustrious Hampton University, both Ruth Carters and my alma mater, to which we are both equally proud to be alumni.
2: I'm so proud of Ruth. She's just terrific in every regard. You know, she's skilled. Uh, She did win an Oscar. I'm proud of that but I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of her as a human being. She's the embodiment of what we try to uh, let folk know is the Hampton way. You know, we talk about being the standard of excellence. This was the uh, priority of uh, June Armstrong, our founder. He said that there are two things he wanted to prioritize. One was top flight academics. Today, that would be called workforce development. The other was the development of character. And for him and for me, uh, the character traits of uh, truth and trust, uh, integrity, respect for oneself, respect for others, uh, and responsible personal behavior. And to me, uh, Ruth is the embodiment of of, of that. So I'm proud of her, as I said, for her professional accomplishments, but I'm also proud of her uh, as an individual and as a uh, student and now an alumnus.
1: For information about our home by the sea and the standard of excellence, go to hamptonu.edu. Now, back to our conversation. Well, Let's talk a bit about mentoring. Mentoring is a passion of yours. You talk mm-hmm. and work with students, virtual classrooms, mm-hmm. with people in the industry as well. You're interested mm-hmm. in their growth. And I've heard you're exceptional at letting people spread their wings.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was an intern and I was an intern for about a year and a half and my internship experience was amazing. I went home to my hometown right after school and uh, my internship gave me an apartment and oh, wow. and I was immersed in the theater world and I learned so much. And then I went on to Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I was an intern at the opera there. And that was an incredible experience. And I also had, you know, colleagues and other interns that you know, we talked a lot and we, you know, bonded as, you know, we were poor, but we were making it and we all had a dream to be costume designers. Yes. Um, but we were interns and we were running the operas at night. Uh, we were running these wonderful costumes backstage and I got to be really good at fast changes and the wings mm. and we even got applause. Mm. So I, I took that into my professional life and thought that I would like to give uh, that um, experience in, in whatever way I could to another burgeoning costume designer. So, yes. I'm always bringing on new people in the industry, especially people of color, because we don't yes. get the um, we don't get the training, we don't get the opportunity no. to see on the inside. And there's some really talented, educated, uh, students out there that just need a leg up, you know, yeah. just to see what's going on, yeah. you know, in this filmmaking world. And yes. they can then make their decision about what their direction is. But I like to what keep the door open in any way I can.
1: How do you encourage your mentors to rise above any obstacles they face?
0: I become an ally, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if they open up to me, I become very honest with them, especially with regards to generational uh, trauma that holds us back, yes. that makes us feel that we don't belong, that this, um, you know, this is us in ways that are is just fabricated and based on nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I encourage uh, confidence and uh, I know the kinds of battles that I had to wage as an yes. African-American coming into a field that was predominantly white. Yes. You know, getting the star after Edith Head is like a 60-year journey, 60 years. Yes. And there's no reason for it. No. Besides generational racism. And I want to train even the department leaders, the people who organize uh, my department, that when they say they can't find any people of color, Mm -hmm. I like to have a whole long list. And I, 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 I work at trying to find them and find what it is they want to. Sometimes, you know, it's hard. Yes. It's hard because we are on this journey to get a film made. So yes. we can't always, you know, have what we want. But I always make sure that I have people of color in my department because my department represents me and I'm looking for talent. Mm-hmm.
1: What makes Ruth Carter, Ruth Carter?
0: Oof! Um, what makes Ruth Carter, Ruth Carter? Uh, I guess I like people and I try to be kind and um, I try not to have drama. And, you know, I use God's gifts in a way that I feel is positive um, and uplifting. And, uh, you know, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's become about me with me being thrust in front of the camera and in the limelight, and it's really hard to maintain a, you know, firm grip on you. You know, I have the grip on me, but am I projecting the grip of me? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, I feel like I have uh, something to give, and I'm very open to hearing what uh, other people have to give and collaborating with them. When are you most alive? I'm most alive when I'm painting. I paint Hmm. uh, big canvases and I um, study color palettes through uh, visual arts. And, you know, I'm um, drawing characters like I did when I was in grade school. Mm -hmm. But I'm now... Um, you know reliving a lot of the magical moments and storytelling yes. and I'm painting some of the fitting photos that I have of people who stood in front of my mirror and discussed their character with me and we created a bond and so I use those sometimes they're Polaroids you know Denzel Washington playing a trumpet in my fitting room while we were getting him ready for Mobeta Blues and and um, it's, it's, it's moments like that. Oprah standing um, in the mirror as the butler's wife. Mm. And, you know, just the emotion that I felt when she was there and she was re- open to creating a character and not being Oprah Winfrey. And I use those those photos and I paint them on a canvas. And I use the colors uh, to uh, relive the experience. And so it's really like a personal uh, personal journey for me yes. to paint them yes. because it's awarding myself this time of uh, reflection and happiness and joy. I like that. You're awarding you. Yeah. I like that. You know, not in a way that's like saying I'm so successful, like, I'm awarding myself the artistic experience that was so positive Mm -hmm. and reliving it in a more, in a different medium, in a different way, like rewarding myself as an artist. Mm
1: -hmm. And feeding your soul. Yeah. You have an exhibit. Can you talk about Mm -hmm. that and tell the name of it and where it is?
0: Um, It's a Ruthie Carter Afrofuturism in costume design. It's traveling around the country and it's an immersive experience of my career. You know, as I said, I was a theater, a thespian at heart, and I collected costumes from, you know, the years. And now there's more of an interest in costumes, so... I looked up one day and I had stored a lot of costumes from different films mm-hmm. and I had a show. So we recreated a few things like from Do the Right Thing. I actually went back and had the person who, wrote, who painted Radio Raheem's bed Do or Die t-shirt and I had her make me another one. Mm. Um, so it's actually the costume designer and the artist together again. Mm-hmm. and that's in, and so it goes from my childhood which uh, there's a sewing machine that I had in my bedroom as a child that starts the exhibition. And it goes from Do the Right Thing all the way up to um, Black Panther. And and Coming to America and Dolomite, they're all there. And uh, it's a retrospective of my career. And my Oscar dress is there as well. So Mm -hmm. it starts with the sewing machine in my bedroom as a kid, and it ends at the Oscar win.
1: How do you wish to be remembered?
0: I hope that people remember me as a artist, as a woman who uh, gave to her community and cared about people, cared about people deeply, deeply enough to portray them in their authentic self. That's beautiful. That is beautiful.
1: And people truly care about you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. That was evident at the Oscars. And every time you're mentioned, <laughs> people lose their mind. You're like a rock star. You are an institution. <laughs>
0: uh, I just have always like stepped through my path with uh, careful steps, but also caring steps and you know, never wanted to be angry or be ugly or, you know, I just wanted to, you know, give us something that we could be proud of.
1: And you have, and we are proud of you. Thank you so much, Tori. Yes, we truly are proud of Ruth Carter. Tickled, really. Not only do her gifts and talents make us smile, but I find myself delighting in who she is at her core, her true authentic self. She is a giver, a mentor, a lover of people, a lover of her people, one who truly cares. And all of this, paired with her storytelling genius, her Afro-futuristic vision, her versatility, and her keen artistic eye, makes her iconic, a culture maker, and an outlier truly singular in our heart, mind, and spirit, fully committed to inspiring us to stretch our minds and evolve our souls into who we are all meant to be. Thank you for listening to Here's to Life with Tori Reed, executive produced by Patrick Howell. We hope you've enjoyed today's show. Here's to Life with Tori Reed was brought to you in part by
3: The Hilton Sacramento Arden West in Sacramento, California is committed to creating a safe and relaxing experience, including delivery of a clean stay from check-in to check-out. Located a couple of exits from downtown Sacramento and California's capital, our hotel provides a world-class stay, amenities, and rooms at the center of the California experience. California is a world-class economy with visionaries, doers, and dream catchers at its heart. Our mission, as with Here's to Life and Getting Deals Done, is the highest possible expression of excellence, business moxie, humanity, and client care. As the world moves at a fast and sometimes hectic pace, we will provide you with a peace of mind. The Hilton Sacramento Art in West is here to make your experience a better one. We look forward to receiving you. I am Ginger Lavert, Director of Sales and Marketing at the Hilton Sacramento Art and West. Our focus is on the customer experience and a pristine excellence. When you travel to Sacramento, stay with us and I guarantee your peace of mind. Check back with our page, here's
1: to lifeeveryday.com, for new episodes. And if you like this show, don't forget to hit subscribe and be sure to leave a comment rate or review wherever you're listening and share it if you can. So here's to life today and every day. So long for now.